Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I'm Tim, and the topic of our podcast today is Son of Sam. David uh, Berkowitz, who was a serial killer and um, killed a bunch of people in New York City back in the mid-1970s, and we're going to talk about his all of his dastardly deeds, but before we do, let me introduce our panel. I'm joined, as always, by the very distinguished, uh, the Queen of Mean, the Empress of Evil. The distinguished. Well, yeah, distinguished. Uh, distinguish, distinguish you from nice people, right, Colonel? There's a distinction now, yes. Yeah. The uh, Empress of Evil, uh, Satan's dirty little secret, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm all right, Timmy. How are you? I'm fine and dandy. I am so glad. I'm both fine and dandy. You are dandy. You sometimes I'm fine, sometimes I'm dandy. Today, I'm fine and dandy. It's a banner day. Well. Yeah, it's, it's you, you know, should wear an ascot. Sometimes I'm neither fine nor dandy. I I know those days are dark days for all of us. Yes, they are dark days. You become quite the prick sometimes, Timmy. I haven't introduced you yet. He's oh. out of sorts today. And hold on, I hold am on, out of just sorts. a minute. He's out now. of sorts today. Can we clarify something? When you wanted me to agree with that the devil was a bad person, <laughs> it was okay for me to chime in. But then when I have my own opinions, with my I'm not just like some dumb pretty girl over here, Timmy. You yeah. can't just tell me when. You I've want never me to thought talk. of you as pretty. I'm also joined by the. But he does think of you as a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also joined by the very articulate, the uh, very, uh, <laughs> uh, very impotent, <laughs> the face of bloody stool. Yeah, the, of bloody stool. The very distinguished, honorable. Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm wonderful. I thought I was a face of impotence, Timmy. Well, you are. You also the fa- the face. Of, you're the face of erectile. Somebody you, you has to be multi- the face of bloody stool. Uh, <laughs> you're multi-faceted. Know, you know, I'm busy. Multi-faceted man. and multi-faceted. And I'm, I'm, I apologize, listeners. I may be a little hoarse. You might hear my voice cracking. Um, last night, me and the boy and the wife. Uh, Off he goes with his stories. Went up. No, I just think they need some. They I didn't even some, ask him how he was need doing. Some background like, information. Right. Nobody cares about your voice. Um, the colonel went Get to see to the the greatest art, artist of our generation, and Prince? by by generation, I mean since Homo sapiens started walking erect. 
No, because, well, it's not about Sanjaya. Colonel, he must have saw well, Sanjaya. The he colonel did, walks maybe. erect all the time, but... No, um, that just means you're really old. <laughs> you saw Sanjaya? I went and saw I'm Bruce so Springsteen, jealous. the boss. Did you throw your panties on stage? I, it was, I was... You I was, did! I may have, I may have. Oh, uh, were they um, the pretty little lace ones? No, I threw my I threw my blue born in the USA once up there. Were they made in the USA? <laughs> no, they were made. They were Trump underwear. I mean, there you go. <laughs> Did you require a tissue? Um, Ew. Oh, oh no, that was the people when I got home. Did. <laughs> that was when I got home. Uh, he played. For those of you who have not had the pleasure of being to a Springsteen like show, he played for misfortune almost four hours. Yeah, it's a long time. Four hours. Uh, you get your money's worth when you go see Bruce. You still sound like you're hitting puberty. Uh, well, you know, I'm not. I'm not as old as you people think I am now. Don't yeah, you are. You're much well, older. Kurt, you're actually we, much older. We, we're we're glad you had a good time, and we we must. I must say, you're very dedicated coming to work today. And um, I'm quite goddamn dedicated. I wish you'd appreciate that. Uh, but just, all you've been is a prick all just, day. I, I, well, I'm not that's saw because, you all day. That's because Timmy gets a hangnail and calls in. Yeah. I have not saw you all day. I just started talking to you a minute ago. So don't besmirch my good name. It's besmirched. Whatever. Consider it smirched. What are you jumping on me for? I don't know, wanker. I just am. I don't know. Did you call him wanker? I did. Oh. All right. Let's go. He doesn't like that, so we'll move on. Let's talk about our shout-outs. Colonel. I got I got a couple of shout outs. You know, you know, really? I always do Lady Beverly. Mm-hmm. Um, I always uh, she's she's gonna be catching up to our podcast when she has her um, nope. nobody's business healing of whatever. No, she posted on a page she was gonna be in the hospital. Yeah, we're thinking of you, Lady Beverly, and uh, we're glad that we um, you can listen to the podcast. Um, I, I heard back from customs, and they are not gonna uh, unrevoke my visa, so I'm shocking. not gonna be able to make it over there. Um, I've got, let's see, who, who is, um, now, we got, uh, let me, let me give a few here. Okay. Let me give a few. Celine, you know, we always, we, we know we appreciate you. Um, Stephanie, Stephanie, you always remind me, cause I, I made a couple quiches the other night. And I know your last name, not quiche, but it makes me think of quiches. Quick. Excuse me? It's quick. Our last name is quick. Well, oh. then, that, then you should really remember Okay. It. No, I know it's quick, but mm-hmm. when you see it, you think of quiche. If mm-hmm. she's one eat away from a quiche. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bree, how you doing? Um, in Canada. Bree in Canada. Great so white, she's cold. Great White North. That's how she's yeah. born. Trixie. Trixie, you're, you're out of your goddamn mind. That's all there is to it. But hello. Francis and Erica. Um... Glad you listen. Glad you're listening to the show. Eric and Alicia, you know who you are. Behave yourselves. Sure they do. Thank you for listening. Mary Ray, you know, be nice to the colonel once in a while. There ain't no rule that says you got to be hateful to me all the time now, woman. Um, let's see who. I did say Celine, right? Yeah. And I did say Stephanie. Brittany. And, uh, Brittany and Chris. Brittany and Chris. Uh, uh, yeah, Brittany. Brittany, 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 Brittany. Shame, 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 shame. That's all I'm saying about you. Um, Tasha? How you doing, Tasha? We haven't seen much of you, 
No, she, post, she posted on uh, the History page yesterday saying she liked the Sultana episode. <laughs> oh, are you that now? If that wasn't a pity post, no. I ain't ever heard one. <laughs> no, no, no. See, um, now we did have. Uh, did I say Thank Rebecca you, and Elise? Uh, yes, you did. Okay. Oh no, Elise, and this is the Elise. The the topic, son of Sam, is Elise. Yeah. David Berkowitz is is Elise's favorite serial killer. I didn't know people had favorite serial killers, but apparently our listeners do. So well, Gacy was my. Everybody has a favorite. I got Gacy. All right. Well, we're not doing. We're like Debs. You got yeah, Debs, I got on, Debs Gacy? on Gacy. Um, he was a clown. They scare me. Boy, clowns do scare. Um, let's see who we got. Oh, Kim Taylor put a baseball hat on for us, Timmy. Yeah, Reds cap. Reds cap. Uh, we will give special shout outs to anyone who comes to the History Dweeves the podcast page joins our page and uh, posts a picture with a Reds Cincinnati Reds baseball cap on. Special shout out. She gets the shout yeah. out of the day. Shout out of the day to Kim Taylor because she had a baseball hat on. A Reds baseball. A Reds baseball hat. The Colonel has a uh, particular affinity for women in baseball hats. God. Can I we do. not? I like women with baseball hats Can on. we not get into all your little proclivities right now? Like, What's wrong? I like a woman with a baseball hat and a, and a baseball jersey and some kids. Your standards are and pretty low. Not shoulder pads. You also enjoy no. them breathing. Well, yeah. If they fog up a mirror, That's, they're good enough for the colonel. There but, you go. Um, well, let's see now. You know you know who? There's a couple people on the show that post this scare me to me. Uh, who, who would that be? Um... One is Allie. Yeah, Allie's, uh, you know, she, Allie's there down there in Australia. I believe Allie's probably killed things before because in Australia it's killed or be killed. Leave Allie alone. I mean, they got the great white they sharks. Got the they got the dingo bat. They got those things are fucking huge. Kangaroos will punch you right in the face. Oh, I know. I mean, uh, they everything Koala. is huh? Koalas. Koalas will chew your nuts right they off. They got the sharks out. We should take a day trip. Yeah, yeah. Whatever kind of bad spider they got, it's like pick something. The worst of it is in Australia. I tell you what, it takes twenty seven hours to get to Thailand, and it's the longest fucking flight in the world. And you get there, you still have hours to go to get to Australia. Do you really? I, 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 I That's why they call down on. It. Oh my god, it, it's like on another planet. And of course, last but never least, do I even have to say a name to me? I don't know. Who do I about? even have to say a name, Devil? Talking about your mother. Oh, mom. Talking yeah. about your mom, Trebek. Yeah, yeah. Talking about your mother. She got, she's mad at you because you didn't give her a shout out last time. Ah, he <laughs> says that I did give Dottie a shout out the last time. I, I listened to the too. episode. I thought you did too. Well, not according to her. Pay attention, Dottie. Well, you know what? You know why <laughs> he gloms onto your mom? Because his is dead. Well, and he gloms dead. onto yours. He's a glomer. Perhaps mine is going through some senility if she didn't hear a shout out. But no, so, to be very I, clear, you're giving her a shout out. This I'm time. giving Dottie Scott the shout out as our number one fan. The reason we do this show, she's really she Dottie really is the Colonel's muse. Okay, let's don't overdo it. Let's move on to the topic. Wow. Say. All right, you are out of the will. <laughs> Uh, let's let's talk about David Berkowitz, shall we? The son of Sam. I don't like this guy. I don't I like, I'm saying I don't nobody know. likes him. He's a worm. Well, at least likes him. Well, She's, no, I mean, but nobody likes him, right? Uh, well, just, let me say, I had to research this guy, and 
you know, when we started this podcast, I thought the one one topic that we will never cover is David Berkowitz because he's a worm. And I didn't. I, I don't like to hear him talk. He's got the it's New, that, that New bullshit. York. I hate that accent. What the hell? Accent. I have friends yeah. in New York. I love New York City. Yeah, whatever, but uh, but that accent David Berkowitz has drives me crazy. And I had a it's set, almost like it's a fake accent. It's I had, like he's trying to put on a fake tra- accent. Tra- tra- yeah, like he's trying to sound like he's from New York. Yeah. Anyway, I had to listen to an hour and forty minute interview with him on Sunday. So. You had to. Well, had I, I had to to do a proper uh, job of research for this you, podcast. You go above and beyond, well, Timmy. I we do. just don't appreciate you. Do. you. So I'm listening to this guy, and he, he's so full of shit, so full of himself. And, you know, he's articulate and everything. I don't think he's crazy as he wants people to think he is. But anyway, let's get on. Let's talk about the son of Sam. And plus, I remember when this happened. I was probably in high school. I don't know. You're pretty you damn old. No, yeah, uh, we no, were in high school. You remember when it happened, too. Let's not. Yeah. I don't really remember this The two one. of you are almost the same age. You remember, because they had the blackout in New York. I don't remember that. Oh, bullshit. You do, too. Anyway, let's talk about it. Yeah, you do. And I believe it was rolling brownouts that they had to me. No, it was, it was a blackout. <laughs> That'd be a great stripper name. <laughs> rolling. <laughs> Actually, it'd be a good thing on the menu at a strip-up club. Would you like the rolling brown out? Would you like the rolling brown out? Yeah. It's like a lap dance, but different. (laughs) A lot different. (laughs) You know, that's why I love about Canada. If you're in Windsor, they gave, now they don't anymore, but they used to give nude lap dances, and they were $10 Canadian, which was like at the time was like... 75 cents? No, it was like $7.50 American. Now it's not. Like snail trails on your pants. Yes. I don't want to talk about that. It was just a good experience. No, I'm just saying. It was a good experience. I, I don't want I women dancing naked when I, when I got my work clothes on. Yeah. Well, yeah. and if you're hitting the all-you-can-eat buffet, do you really want them that close to your food? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I make it a point never to eat at strip bars. Now, my buddy Ted. They got good buffets. He was known to eat at strip bars. Mm. He would lo- he loves strip bar food. And I just, like, you know, I'm not eating at strip bars. He's Ron yeah. Swanson. Last night I was at the show, Timmy, and, and, and there was a girl sitting next to me. She was 21 years old, pretty girl. Mm-hmm. She was a first-time Bruce concert, and she was there with a 63-year-old father. It was, it was, it was quite a lovely You know, she's thing. telling the same story right now, except it starts and, uh, with, I was sitting next to this creepy old man at the Bruce concert. <laughs> sure it wasn't her sugar daddy. No, it was her father. She took him to see Bruce. He was a lifetime Bruce fan, but never seen him in concert. Mm-hmm. And you know how you got your cup holders on the side of your seat? Yeah. One, and here, the cup holders were in front of you. Okay. No way in hell this is going to be a quick podcast, are there? So I'm reaching to try to put my I got a I got a power aid deck because you got to you got to pace yourself in a brew show, Timmy. Mm-hmm. We're right. And uh, I'm reaching around all around the seat. Disappointed you didn't see Prince. You and were, the next thing you're I reaching know, reaching around. You did a reach around. Well, pretty much, Timmy. The next thing I know, I got a handful of this 21 year old girl butt looking for my because it's dark. My hand yeah, wandering that's against, around. That's illegal. They don't like that. Why? She just did not react, and I realized when I was dead. Here's said, my question. Oh, she didn't react, so that's a green light. <laughs> here's my question, so I though. Chloroformed. I don't understand, <laughs> so. because if the cup holders are on the seat in front of you, 
Why are no. you reaching behind you? See, I thought they were on like I thought they were on the armrest. You know where the, I thought that's so where the cup holder was. You can just look down and see that. You it was dark. Around. It was dark out. How dark for the was concert. it? Like seriously. You know so what, I'm reaching around story. to try to no. You wanted to grab a twenty one. I'm reaching around trying to find a place to put my power aid because I'm saving I have an idea myself. where you could and, put and your I, power aid. And I grabbed her okay. leg. No, I guess not a butt, just kinda where her, her thighs. thigh and where it hits your butt and yeah. stuff and I said, Oh yeah, my goodness, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I thought I was reaching for the cup holder. And she said, oh, that's okay. And, you know, you you kind of a handsome man. You could do that. She didn't say that during the at all. I always do she at the movie say, theaters. She was thinking and, that, though. And say, I make the excuse I'm reaching for the popcorn. Yeah. Again. Do you cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn? <laughs> Again, she's I've telling the story that. to her friends. Only it's. So I was sitting next to this creepy old guy at <laughs> yeah. a Bruce concert. And he grabbed my junk. We went to a concert. A, uh, I don't know. You have to judge so hard. We went to a, um, back in the yeah. 90s. Back, back in the 90s, we went to a Liz Fair show concert. With all the lesbians? And, well, I don't know. There probably some lesbians there, but it was me and Ted. Just Ted's my age. And, you know, by that point, we're Ted's still, a lesbian. We're, we're our middle age at that point, right? And he's like, a, he goes to, when he goes to a concert, he's like up front, you know. And I'm like, I look for like the only chair in the, in the mm-hmm. yeah know, in the theater, and I sit down and I don't stand up for four hours. But he, you know, he's into the music anyway. The next day, there's a write up, a review in the Cleveland. It was up in Cleveland. There was a review, and it said the crowd was an eclectic group of mostly young people, young girls, and one creepy old man. <laughs> and they had me talking about Ted because there was no one else there. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was funny. All right. So anyway. how, how are you certain this wasn't you? Yeah, because I was in the back. I mean, I was, he found the chair. I found the chair and I set my ass down. She was pretty good. She sang the song "Fucking Run," which is I like. If you haven't heard "Fucking Run," play it. It's a it's a catchy little tune. A little ditty. What's the name? "Fucking Run." I will see if my mother has it on her iPod. Okay, her do iPod. That. All right. Have you ever tried to do that? <laughs> fucking run? I mean, it's the same time. It seems like it'd be different. Well, I have tried to do it, but uh, I sprained my ankle. Is it fucking run or fuck and run? Fuck and run. Okay, because I was going to say, you haven't done it's fucking like run. Fuck, and then you leave. The whole yes, story. I get the concept. Okay. All right. Believe me. All right, let's talk about David Berkowitz, shall we? Shh. David Richard Berkowitz, better known by his nicknames, he had two, the son of Sam, which is so fucked up. I still don't understand how he got that name. And the 44 caliber killer, which I understand because he used a 44 caliber gun. That makes more sense. Is it a research issue why you don't understand why he was No, I mean, Sam? he says it's a dog, and it's, it's a whole ordeal. It's, it's stupid. Did he give that nickname to himself? Yes, he did. What an asshat. I hate people who give nicknames to themselves. I do, too. Like the crow. Yeah. Like Hawk. Yeah. He probably oh, talked about himself. legit names now. Just and then what else is annoying was people talking about themselves in the third person. Oh my god, Tim, Timmy, ha- that? Timmy hates that. <laughs> yeah. Brandy hates it too. Well, the colonel, see, the colonel much more tolerant than you people. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So even though Berkowitz remains the only person ever to be charged in connection with these m- murders that took place in the mid 1970s, there are some who think that others were involved, and uh, they reopened the investigation uh, back in the 90s. 
but they quickly closed it down because they could not uh, make any other connections. So it's believed now that he is the only one that was involved. But anyway, he's given some um, conflicting uh, testimony as to the event. So, but he's alone. I don't believe him. Berkowitz was born Richard David Falco in Falco brought me on my ass in Brooklyn, New York. What a Brooklyn, boy. young Brooklyn. Yes, he, he Italian, but he changed his name to Jewish. He was adopted. Let me go through this, but no, he oh, was he was he shut was up. Actually, uh, <laughs> no, he that I'll get into the story. Just let's okay. do it. So Berkowitz was born Richard David Falco in Brooklyn, New York. That's a cool name. Rodney Amadeus, June the yeah. first, nineteen fifty-three. It was about the year you were born, wasn't it, Colonel? Uh, it was. I was born a little after that. Yeah, but <laughs> like a decade. But nineteen fifty-three. Yeah. Yeah. His parents were uh, Betty Broder and Joseph Kleinman. Mm. Now you wonder, how did he get the name Falco? Interesting story. I doubt it. Uh, Broder, his mother, Betty, was married to a man by the name of Tony Falco. That's and a badass name, though, isn't it? It is and Tony Falco. He had a, they had a daughter. And, uh, and then... Uh, Falco, Tony Falco, abandoned Broder. Oh, that's some bitch. Uh, but they never actually divorced. And then, like, as in with the state of Ohio, if you're married and you have a child, no matter who the father is, the presumptive father is the person you're married to legally. Well, that's mm-hmm. a stupid move. Um, so that was the case here. Uh, Broder, uh, Betty Broder, had an affair. Did with, you know you cannot challenge that either, Timmy? Yeah, you can challenge it. I tried it with Tanner. Oh, you did not. I do not believe Tanner is mine. Because he's smarter than you. Well, the boy, he is smarter than me. He's got his mother's brains. He's got good manners. Yeah. But anyway... He dresses uh, nice. She uh, had an affair with a married man named Kleinman, who was uh, Jewish. No way. Um, However... Um, Broder, you know, when he when the baby was born, the baby's last name was Falco because she was still married with Tony Falco. He just took, you know, he flew the coop. And I see what you did there, Timmy. I did too. Did you like still that? an awesome name, Falco? I, you know what? So a few days after his birth, um, she gave the baby up for the for adoption. She gave David Berkowitz up for adoption. And he was adopted by a, a middle-aged Jewish couple, Nathan and Pearl Berkowitz. Mm, a, Jew, a Jewish couple. Uh, and they reversed his name, his order of his name, because remember, his name was Richard David. They switched it around and called him David Richard. So that's how he became David Berkowitz. I have no idea why they did that. Because um, they didn't want him called Dick all the And time. they're dead, so I guess we will never know. But anyway, that's what happened. They were a Jewish-American couple who owned a hardware store in New York. They had a, they were of modest means. But they were childless and no middle age, and they wanted, you know, they wanted a, they wanted a kid, so they get this one. Right. <laughs> they got screwed. Yeah, they got screwed. Um, now, Berkowitz had always been told by his uh, adopted parents that his mother died during childbirth, which was not lies, was not true. Uh, this led Berkowitz to develop a great deal of guilt because he thought he killed his mother. In fact, he often feared that his real father would be returning and tried to murder him because of his, you know, 
his mother dying and a legit concern. Yeah. Well, he would have had it coming. But he went to a, a uh, we'll get to this later, but he went to a uh, support group for adopted kids when he was an adult. And um, he told them the story, and everyone was kind of in the support group kind of laughed. And he was like, <laughs> well, what's so funny? And they said, oh, they tell us all. That's what they tell all of us. So then he, you know, he did some research and found his daughter. I'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, uh, it was not until he was an adult that he would find out the truth that his mother was still alive. He eventually tracked her down, but he was disappointed that she did not live up to his fantasies of being someone famous and successful. They never do. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure that... Uh, he was a disappointment. He was a disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Depends on, I guess, when he tracked her down. Yeah. Anyway, she was a, just a normal middle-aged Jewish woman. She did tell him the truth about her father, his father, and repeatedly apologized for giving up for adoption. But uh, he never met. His she didn't real, mean it. He never met his real father, Joseph Kleinman, because Joseph Kleinman didn't want. You know, he was married and he had this whole other family, and he didn't want nothing to do with the baby. And he encouraged Betty to give up uh, David for. Um, Adoption. So, by all accounts, though, he was treated very well by his adopted parents. They seemed to love him a great deal, and they went out of their way to spoil him, especially his uh, adopted mother, Pearl. He was very close to her. Um, he had somewhat of a strained relationship with his adopted father, Nathan, but a lot of that did dealt mostly with his jealousy. Um, he did not want nothing to come between him and his mother, his adopted mother. He's Norman Bates. Kind of. He, uh, he was Pearl. jealous of... It, it, to the extent to which he um, killed the family bird because his mother was really fond of the family bird, so he poisoned it. Um, Dude, I'm not kidding. So I'm watching Bates Motel, which uh-huh. is excellent. And that's what Norman Bates does. He kills like he anything, kill the bird. Yeah. anything that, anything mom, that, that his mother likes. loves. He kills it because yeah. he's a loon. Berkowitz did the same thing. Um uh, but he could be, although he desired his mother's love and attention, he could be very, he could be very mean and verbally abusive to her at the same time. Uh, so his, tra- his childhood was a bit troubled. Um, he was above average intelligence, and if you hear him, he's you know speak. As I said, I listened to an interview that he did recently. Except for that fake ass accent. Well, the accent yeah. kind of sucks, but I mean, he's very articulate. I mean, yeah. he talks like someone who is crazy. Who thinks they have insight? You know what I mean. I hate those people. <laughs> Much like uh, the devil over here. Yeah, yeah. You know they think no, that they have all no. this insight when really they're mm. just nuts. No, you know what? That pisses me off when pe- crazy people do that. Because I'm like, yeah, out of all the people in the world, Jesus picked you to deliver His word. Yeah. yeah. Yes, well, you're dumbass. But just like no the lottery, Jesus got to pick somebody. Not not somebody who's a we, hill jack. We all cannot know, be with, normal. Well, we all in this room are not normal. That's not the point. Yeah, she got you there, Timmy. Shut up, you wanker. Wanker! Although he was above average. I did not even think that was a word. (laughs) Yes, you did. Although he was above average intelligence, much like myself. Those Yankee, my wanky donger need food. (laughs) He lost interest in learning at an early age and began... uh, Because he knew everything. uh, He began his uh, interest in petty larceny and pyromania. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. what? Pyromania. Def Pyromania. Def Leppard oh, albums. Yeah, yeah Def Leppard. Def Leppard albums. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Did, did they have the one arm? Did they have the one arm drummer for yes, that? Yes, they album? did. Mm-hmm. And he was a drum playing motherfucker. On me. Hey, I love that song, and you guys are ruining it for Sorry. me. Sorry. He was an he was an avid baseball player and earned a reputation of 
as something of a bully in his neighborhood. Get out. He was not very well liked, especially among girls, uh, which I cannot, you know, if you see him, you, you would think that he would be... Uh, ladies, man. You wouldn't think that at all, I think he'd you know, be very popular with the ladies, but he, he wasn't. Uh, they often laughed at him and called him ugly. And mm-hmm. the colonel, you can relate to <laughs> some of these things. Um, I think that was uncalled for. today. <laughs> Timmy's out of sorts. <laughs> I am out of sorts. Uh, neighbors and what's well, got you? What's got you cobblers uh, in a bunch, oh Timmy? I don't want to go into it right now. Uh, I use cobblers. I just want to note it. Yeah, I, I know. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's noted. Neighbors and relatives would <laughs> recall Brickowitz as a difficult, spoiled, and bullying. His adoptive parents consulted at least with one psychotherapist due to his misconduct. But his behavior never resulted in any legal intervention or serious mentioned uh, in his school records. So he kind of was living on the edge. But he, you know, he was kind of like Lady Gaga. He was kind of like Lady Gaga. The most traumatic event of his childhood occurred. She's on the edge of glory, though. She is. I like that song. You know, my mom likes that song. Everybody likes that song. It's about her uh, grandfather dying. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, would she wrote do, it for him. Would when you he was do Lady Oscar. Gaga to me? No, I can't do Lady Gaga. But her, she's scary. Yeah. I bang Lady Gaga. See, he, there's that's not saying anything. Uh, no, I mean I would, I would give Lady the big Gaga. I never did. You know, I I really never noticed her because when I paid attention to her, she was still in that mysterious phase when she wasn't like showing her face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. I believe I could make Lady she's, Gaga gag gag. She's, uh, I don't know, is she attractive? <laughs> she, she's strangely attractive when she's on American Horror Story. She was strangely oh, that's attractive. That's a power but, I mean, trick she's, for you. She's, she's not a, uh, I mean, she's not, uh, uh, you would say, traditionally, a traditionally attractive woman. I mean, she doesn't, she, you know, she's not going to knock a buzzer off a gut wagon. Yeah. You know, but she's, I mean, she's not much like, like she's not a model. The devil is not a traditionally nice person. Right. I don't know what that's supposed well, to be. Well, you don't really meet anybody's All definition right, well, of nice. Plus, she's 30 years old, so. Oh, that's too old for Timmy. Let's talk about David Come Berkowitz on, again. Um, anyway, he did not. Uh, so, the most traumatic event that occurred in young David's life was when he was 14 years old. And I have no idea where I'm at. Uh, I'll hear him. His mother died. Pearl. 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 He dropped her pearl on her. <laughs> pearl. Pearl took a dirt nap when he when he was 14. And, I was a little crass to me. Well, the young man's a long father, time ago. He's over it. Now, you know what? The young man's father, you don't know what it's like. I mean, the young man lost a mother here, Timmy. I know. You Show can re- some you, respect. You can relate to that. You can, can relate, relate to that. My- you can relate to being rejected by women. You can relate to <laughs> being called ugly. I understand you, you're... You're very, you're 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 very relatable. Yeah, you you can relate to David. He's quite a wanker today. Uh, I know. Nineteen sixty. You know, we were supposed to be subtle with that. Nineteen sixty-seven. With what? Our my wanker is not subtle. <laughs> my, wanker, my wanker's right out no. there in your face, Timmy. Wanking is what you did when you saw Bruce last. No Yankee, my wanky don't need food. <laughs> <laughs> you used to have this guy play baseball with. His name was uh, yeah. His name was they called him. His, I don't forget. His, Dan, Danny Stanley was his name, and everyone his name nickname was Yank. And we used to call, <laughs> we used to say Yank me, crank me, turn me over, and spank me. <laughs> It's so mature. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was 13 yeah, years old. Me, turn me up. See, I'm not really sure that you're getting a 
You you really putting him down there, Tim? Uh, well, right. I mean, you know, <laughs> I was thirteen. A little bit like you got a crush. <laughs> No, uh, yank me, crank me, turn me over, and violate me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make me your bitch. I mean, no. that is essentially what he just said. Yeah. In 1967, the Berkowitz's adopted mother died of breast cancer. We already got that part. No, I didn't. I didn't say what she died of. She died of breast cancer, and uh, which is not something that we want to make light of. It's a serious we condition. We are not. No, we're not. And um, but is it pertinent? We will. But, well, yeah, it's, per, when it's not. And pertinent. can you spell she, that? She she passed. I mean, she passed away when he was young. So, uh, his relationship with his father became more, more strained after this. Um, he became very withdrawn and started to stay out late as a teenager. Oh, he, he would uh, walk the streets of New York late at night, and uh, he would describe witnessing the dark side of humanity. Now, this was back in the early 70s, and New York was a hopping little place back then. That was before they cleaned it all, cleaned it all up. I was lucky enough to visit New York in the 80s before Giuliani got it all cleaned up when Times Square was still had you know strip clubs and adult bookstores and all that. It was a fun place to be. Anyway. I love New York. I have a very close, dear friend of mine in New York, so I would never say anything bad about New York City. Fuck New York City. No. New York City. New York is a cool place, and if I could afford it, I would live there. But I can't. Yes, because I know how much you love crowds. It's a dirty, grimy... I live in Cincinnati. All right. So, which apparently everyone is vacationing this summer. Wow. <laughs> which is great. We love our listeners, but, you know, we don't, I just hope you won't be disappointed. <laughs> so, now, there's a lot to do here. This is a nice city, I yeah. should say. So, she's dead. Mom is dead. Pearl died. Uh, much like the colonel, he lost his mother at a young age. It wasn't funny to me. No. He probably bitched about it less. Yeah. No, he... Uh, so, his... Um, my, I lost my His brother father, breast uh, cancer, too. I know you did, Colonel. I mean, you lost your brother. It's a horrible thing. Blah, 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 blah. David did not get along. Uh, but, so his father remarried because, you know, he still wanted to Poo-Tang, Colonel. He wanted to Poo-Tang. He wants some estranged. Poo-Tang yeah. clan. So his father remarried, and he had a step. Uh, uh, so David had a stepmother and a stepsister. I bet they were, ooh. You bring the stepsister. And, uh, this sounds like a get movie along. to me now. He didn't get along with them. He, he accused uh, them of trying to take his the only person he had left, his father, Nathan, away from him, which he didn't like. God, he's a freak show. In 1971, at the age of 18, uh, Berkowitz joined the United States Army to be all that he could be. He does more before 9 a.m. than most people do he, all day. He did, well, he did. Now he doesn't because he's in prison. Yeah, he was lying. very good with weapons and became an expert marksman. And he had this fantasy, this was during the Vietnam War, and he had this fantasy of dying a war hero, dying valiantly in Vietnam. I had, a, I had, I had fantasies of getting laid in Vietnam, but he had fantasies of, of dying, valiantly. dying valiantly in Vietnam. However, he spent most of his time stationed in Korea, sleeping with Korean prostitutes. I was going to say, so that is not Vietnam. No, he was in Korea sleeping with Korean prostitutes, which I approve of. Of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. After leaving uh, the Army in 1974, you know, he did this three years, he returned to New York City. Uh, Back in New York City, he toyed with Christianity. 
He toyed with it. Toyed uh, see, I, I do not toy played with, with religions. He played with his emotions. He just, you know, he was testing the waters. You know what? That's how people get smitten. That is how people get smitten and shined. Right. And apparently, you know, I'll tell you well, what. He it, would go to extremes. He, he played with Christianity, toyed with Christianity. Then he became a devil worshiper. Now yes. he's back to Christianity. See that? Yeah, and let me tell you how this shit happens. How what ends up happening? You've been to New Orleans, right, Timmy? No, I've never been to New Orleans. You never been to New Orleans. Have. Okay. Never have. Well, I'll tell you Randy what. and I were supposed to go last year for our birthday, but she backed out. They got the, all those voodoo people. We should go this year for our birthday. They got the voodoo people. They got the. Uh, any one uh, of our listeners in New Orleans who would... We don't uh, have any listeners in New Orleans. Yeah, we do. We have some. If you would like for us to come visit and pay for our trip, we will gladly come visit you. We could be just like... You know what we should start rivers. You know what? how we can make money on this thing? How? I figured it out. We'll be like Perez... Uh, not, uh, not Perez Hilton. What's her name? Paris Hilton. And we'll just get paid just to appear at parties. And they'll put, they'll put us like a rope us off. Yeah, because we're fun. Yeah, okay. they rope us off in clubs. We make we make personal appearances. Pay us twenty grand. Go to a club for a few hours, and then we, we're we fun. You could be big pimpin. Let's. So anyway, let me get back to my story. Oh, is this bullshit? This what happens when you toy with Christianity, Timmy. I thought this stopped. Now down in New Orleans, they had they got all the voodoo people, right? Yeah, they got people. all the gypsy fortune tellers. Yeah, some of them are in Haiti. Yeah. Okay, but they got some voodoo, a bunch of voodoo people. There's two or three of them. They got uh, they reload crystal well, ball. People. One guy. What you got is a lot of people to toying with religion. On the Greyhound bus. <laughs> they didn't fly. They took the Greyhound. No, because flying's bad juju. I would not take that or the mega bus. It's terrific. Well, here, let me just tell you this. <laughs> they toyed around with really? New, in New Orleans with religion and God smited them with Hurricane is that Katrina. What is this, is, was Do that your say point? That is not, that's a terrible thing to say. Her, uh, Hurricane Katrina was a terrible event. That was God smiting New Orleans. Orleans. It was not. It was, the, it was the Lord Almighty. I think it was the Lord Almighty trying to smite you. It was the Lord against. Almighty saying, quit toying with my religion, devil worshippers. Hmm. No, he was. And he smited them. He was aiming for you and missed. Yeah, what Brandy said. That happens. He doesn't miss. Wanker. All right. So um, David Brickowitz, he toyed with uh, Christianity and he located his birth mother, but only he only visited her a few times. Uh, Got the details of his conception and birth. Why do you need those? Well, because she was the details around with the, a married the man. Conception? Yeah, it wasn't you know he's got his well, he's got five he's got his adopted dad he's got his dad that he was married to his mom and he's got this other guy that was married to someone else. I don't. It's a whole thing. It's drama, drama, drama. How in the fuck are we gonna get done when you had two pages? You gave me eleven, and we already. Out well, let me ra- let me wrap up. Uh, my part. Uh, back in New York, he toyed with Christianity, located <coughs> his birth mother. Uh, didn't go very well. He lost contact again. He eventually got himself a job at the post office, as most uh, there vet- you go. You know, veterans get the. He you needs know, to get, get a job. They at get the, post the veterans. Uh, you know, they, they get uh, as they should. Uh, veterans should get a advantage uh, when it comes to federal jobs. So you see a lot of veterans working in the post office. And he got a job at the fo- post office. That's why people go postal. Well, I don't know if that's the case, but he got a job in the post office and he settled an apartment in Yonkers. Mm. Um, and uh, neighbors and co-workers thought he was a quite a uh, loner, uh, but they had no idea how lethal he really could be. That's it? 
No, that's why. All that time for two pages? Well, if I didn't get interrupted by a wanker in three seconds. Well, if you weren't over there playing with your cobblers. Oh, my God. Randy, what happens next in the saga of David Berkowitz? Well, so the adopted father, Nathan, he retired and moved to Florida with his new wife and his stepdaughter. You know what? And Here's just the thing. left him. Here's the thing. His name is Nathan. They live in New York where they serve the famous Nathan hot dogs. dogs. Yeah. That's Coincidence? I got me a six-pack of Nathan's hot dogs in my my refrigerator right now. Also amazing. So David spent his days working. There is no hot dogs like the Dairy Queen hot dogs in Portsmouth, Ohio. They're the best. And I've had Nathan hot dogs, and they're okay. They're just not. Just that particular Dairy Queen or any Dairy Queen? No, Second Street Dairy Queen. So it's that particular. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big. People come every time I'm there. People are from, who come in from out of town, from miles around to go. Yeah, to that. and we, anyone who li- who's lived there and moved away and comes back, they always they don't come back though. That's yeah, the thing. sometimes. So Fewer David spent his days working at the post office and his evenings walking the streets. The rage from being abandoned seemed to fester inside him. Berkowitz claimed that his first attacks on women occurred in late in 1975 when he said he attacked two women with a knife on Christmas Eve. Now, here's the thing I don't like about David Berkowitz, right? And, Colonel, we've discussed this. He shoots people. That's a a candy-ass way of being a serial killer. Yes. And why does he shoot shoot people? Because he's a coward. Now, yeah, she's going to tell us in a minute why he shoots people. I don't think she is. I don't think you're going to let her get there. (laughs) But my point being, my point being... What is it? If you're going to be a serial killer... Chop people up. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, knife these with these women. I, I, I don't like. I don't like people who poison. That's candy ass. Oh, that's wussy ass. It's and right and shooting, I don't like. Okay, so strangulation. Okay. Stra- well, yeah, strangulation is yeah. actually probably uh, ideal. Personal form. Yeah. Of, hey, 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 hey. Now, if if you strangle them, Let's wrap this up. If huh. you strangle them, chop them up, and then eat them. That's a trifecta. Yeah, this is the one. This is the man that's. We need to get this going. I need to go home. I can't be here all night. He was yelling at me on. I'm trying to give shout outs to loyal listeners. He's talking about. So, one of the. His mom had breast cancer. One of the. (laughs) Simmer down. My mom had breast cancer. I know, but she's dead, so get over it. So, one of the victims was never identified, and the other victim, Michelle Foreman. Yeah. Michelle Foreman was hospitalized due to her wounds, uh, but he was never charged with committing, with stabbing those ladies. Yeah, he, he actually ends up cutting himself. Well, dumbass. That's, right, that's what I'm first saying. Rule, first rule of serial killing, never <laughs> never stab yourself. Yeah, yeah so what he learned, because then he went to the 44. He wasn't even under suspicion for these crimes, and shortly afterwards, he moved to an apartment in Yonkers, New York, just slightly north, north of the New York City borderline. He would later claim that when, when he went to stab her, uh, he couldn't penetrate the heavy outer winter coat she was yeah, wearing. Yeah, he couldn't penetrate, girl. <laughs> yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Couldn't get through her coat. Nothing worse than not being able to penetrate. Yeah, um, that's you, know, you, you know you got a winner when you have a hard time penetrating. Well, first of all, you marry that. You marry. Put a ring on it. He should have put. He, <laughs> he should have taken a Colonel Effective Penetration class. Well, no, no, nobody should ever take that. <laughs> so she's got on New York. It's New York winters. It's cold. She's got on a heavy coat, and he tries to stab her. And he couldn't get through the coat. She probably talked to that New and York they struggle, too, right? Well, and they struggle, and he Spread ends the up... big hair and talk with the yeah. Jersey accent. First of all, we don't dog on big hair. I'm waiting for it to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. We see pictures of the devil. We need to post those on the page. Yeah. We got pictures 80s hair. Yeah. You have pictures of me? We got pictures of you with 80s hair. Yeah. I doubt it. We have, have yeah. other pictures Listeners, that we just won't Just go post. to a Facebook page and look through oh, yeah, the photos. They're in that, there. Yeah, they're there. We have other photos that we but won't But my hair post. was awesome. Because it, it was, was awesome, awesome for that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. I had punk it hair. It would be awesome now. <laughs> I know. Timmy it's did. awesome. So, Timmy got punk hair now. In yeah, the struggle, really sometimes. Back in the day. In the struggle, he sustains some superficial knife knife wounds. Yeah, so, so he cuts himself. His first, attempt, his first attempt was a disaster. And he decided any future attempts to kill somebody. Like, it seems like he thought this out with his little, like, you know... You see one of those boards in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, made a, in, yeah. he, made, he made a list. Yeah, so he's got a t- yeah, a pros and cons. <laughs> so, yeah, so he decided to use a forty-four caliber handgun. In the summer of 76, a series of shootings began. They would terrify New York and even earn international press coverage. The perpetrator was dubbed the forty-four caliber killer after his weapon of choice, which makes sense. Like if he used sure. a thirty thirty, it would it wouldn't make twenty odd. Yeah, it wouldn't make no sense for him to call him that. On the evening of July 29th, nineteen seventy-six, Joe Jody Valetti, Valenti, sorry, and she was nineteen, and Donna Loria, eighteen, were both shot as they sat inside a car parked on the street outside. Loria's apartment in the Bronx. This was two girls? Yes. Yes. Loria opened the car door to leave and noticed a man quickly approaching the car, startled and angered by the man's sudden appearance. I don't know what any of that means. Okay, so the man produced a pistol she from the paper. She did not like him being there. Well, she did not like him, but they're, they're, that wasn't a sentence that he put down. I can't well, think of Well, they were going. sitting in the car. They were sitting in the car, and, and he, he startled can, her when she started coming at her. What happened? No, no. They weren't no, making no, it. What happened? I'm getting to what happened. I have this. Yeah, but I have This is my chicken. I'm fucking this chicken. You stop. You're not fucking chicken. This, I'm fucking this chicken. So... Uh, the man produced a pistol from the paper bag that he carried and went on t- and went into a crouch. 
Uh, he braced one elbow on his knee, aimed his weapon with both hands, and fired, just like the gold America taught him to do. Yeah. Well, well, I had used to have those little army men. Mm-hmm. Remember when I was a kid, and then yeah. there was one in that crouch position like that. Yeah. Uh, Loria was struck by one bullet, and it killed her instantly. Valenti was shot in the thigh, and a third bullet missed both women. The shooter turned quickly and walked away and hadn't said a word the whole you time. You shot in the thigh with a forty-four. you could hit your femoral artery and you could die. Well, she, Valenti was able to give the police a description. She described him as a white male in his 30s with a fair complexion, standing about 5 foot 9 inches tall and weighing about 160 pounds. Did she mention that he was ugly? Uh, no, but his hair was short, dark, and curly, and in a mod style. Uh, so Ooh, a mod style. Groovy, man. Groovy, dude. Uh, the description was similar to the one given by Loria's father, who claimed to have seen a similar man sitting in a yellow compact car parked nearby. Neighbors gave corroborating reports to police that an unfamiliar yellow compact car had been cruising the area for hours before the shooting. Detectives from NYPD, NYPD Blues... 8th Homicide Precinct were able to determine that the murder weapon was a pistol a pistol chambered for the 44 Special Cartridge manufactured by Carter Arms and called the Bulldog Model, a five-shot revolver intended for use in close quarters. Colonel, is that the Saturday Night Special? No, Saturday Night Special is a small gun. This is a big gun, Timmy. The 44 Bulldog was easily identified by ballistics tests. The killer's distinctive shooting stance was the same one taught in NYPD pistol training and gave rise to the speculation that he might be a police officer. Oh, no. In the absence of any additional evidence, however, police followed two working hypotheses. That the shooter was a spurned admirer of the popular Loria. So Loria was kind of a hussy, I guess. Well, she was an attractive young lady, 19. She probably had a lot of boyfriends. Or, or that the shooter was a mistake. The shooting was a mistaken assassination of the wrong person. She was. She was probably just fine. There was no reason for this. Also considered was that of a jealous lover. Oh. Her boyfriend, Vinny. 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 Was it her cousin, Vinny? Well, he was a member of the Genovese family in which he ran numbers and assisted in illegal gambling. Uh. This was due to the neighborhood had seen recent mob activity, and police even hinted that Loria's father, a member of the Teamsters Union, might be involved in an Italian organized crime. Three months later, on October 23rd of 1976, there was another shooting, and this time it was in Queens. Again, the victim was in a parked car. Carl DeNaro, DeNaro, yes, he was 19. Uh, He was shot in the head and survived, but his companion, Rosemary Keenan, died of her injuries. So yeah, he's, they think, he's shooting fifty percent right now. Well, they, he's thinking uh, they think that he mistook that. He thought it was two women. Well, he's doing fifty percent. He right didn't now. like the lesbians. Well, it's less than fifty percent if you take in the fact that he tried to stab two women. Yeah, not doing very good on the serial killer scale. But he still killed one of them, didn't he? Uh, no, he stabbed I don't her. Remember. He didn't I know. kill her. He, he didn't stabbed. kill. No, she lived. And these bulldogs. Let me tell you, these bulldog forty-four specials—they're not easy to shoot accurately. Because they got short barrels, you know, they got big bullets. So they're like, the barrel is like, is it like a snub, some nut, some nose? It's about three inch, three inch barrel. What nose? It's not a snub, snub nose, but it's about. Oh, okay, well, that's kind of what I thought. All right. But I, I knew 44, they're. That's so what, bulldog, uh, when they're talking about the bulldog, they're talking about the bullet. It's Dirty Harry kind of used, right? Yeah, but he used the long. 80, the Magnum. Yeah. yeah. So this couple, again, was sitting in. 
Keenan's parked car when the windows suddenly shattered. Squeezing each other's boobies? Uh, no, these were a boy and a girl. Oh, uh, okay. Keenan, so maybe. Yeah. Uh, Keenan quickly started the car and sped off for help. The panicked couple didn't realize that someone had been shooting at them, even though Denaria was bleeding from the bullet wound to his head. Yeah, I wonder when that they cut onto that. Keenan uh, had only superficial injuries from the broken glass, but Denaro eventually needed a metal plate to replace the por- a portion of his skull. So they're sitting in the car, the windshield bl- you know, right. blasted out. They don't know what's going on. They just take off. Neither victim sh- saw... That's what I said. Yeah, I'm just recapping. Really? Because you don't recap something I said two seconds ago. <laughs> you can recap at the end. So, uh, let's see. I will. So what you're saying? Neither though. victim, no. Neither <laughs> victim saw the attacker. How's that make you feel when we do that? Police determined that the bullets embedded in Keenan's car were of 44 caliber, but they were so damaged and deformed they might they thought it might it was unlikely that it could ever be linked to a particular weapon. Uh, Denario had shoulder length hair, and police later se- speculated that the shooter had mistaken him for a girl. I, I think I that said that. That sucks to be him. Uh, yes, Keenan's father was a 20-year veteran police detective of the NYPD, oh, spurring an in-depth investigation. Well, yeah, I, yeah, the uh, cop, uh, cops, uh, cops, kid. kid gets killed, and it's uh, every, all going all out. Right. As with the Loria Valetti shooting, however, there seemed to be no motive for for it, <laughs> and police made little progress. Many details of the Denaro Keenan shooting were very similar to the Loria Valetti case, but police did not initially draw a connection, partly because the shootings occurred in different boroughs and were investigated by different local police precincts. And how many shootings happened, you know, in the early 70s in New York City, too? You know, uh, it was I mean? like three every 15 minutes. That's what I mean. Yeah. One month later, well, the Jets and the Sharks were always yeah, getting into it. Yeah, it was always. Once you're a Jet, you're always a Jet. That's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, one month later, on November 27, 1976, 18-year-old Joanne Lamino and 17-year-old Dono Damasi, these people and their names, sixteen and eighteen walked home from seeing Rocky at the movies. Yo, Rocco, that's where they Adrian. made. That's where they made their first wrong turn. Yeah. Was going to see that. Oh, no, Rocky. The second wrong turn was listening to that impression that I just heard. Yo, Rocco. No. Adrian. 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 <laughs> you sound like a orangutan. Adrian. He sounds slow. When when Apollo Creed is a, and he's you know he's he's ragging him. He's saying mm. he's going to knock. He's going to knock yeah. him. And he's sitting there talking to uh, what's the guy's name? His his uh, Burgess Meredith. Burgess yeah. Meredith. He's, he's talking to me. Yeah. He's talking to me. He's talking to me. He's talking to me. <laughs> All right. They were standing on the porch. Um, Rocky had a pet turtle. Okay. They were standing on the <laughs> porch of Lamino's home. Like Scott. Scott's Scott got a pet turtle. Yeah. They were standing on the porch of Lamino's home in Belrose, Queens, when a man in his early 20s approached, dressed in military fatigues, and began to ask questions, directions. In a high-pitched voice, he said, Can you tell me how to get, but then quickly produce Sesame a revolver? Street. It doesn't, he doesn't finish the sentence. Oh. He shot each of the victims once, and as they fell to the ground injured, he fired several more times, striking the apartment building before running away. This guy sucks. You would think he would get the answer to his question before he killed him. Well, that's clearly what he should have done. He was was deceiving them, I think. I think he might have been. It's just poor planning. 
So in, in addition to being a serial killer, he's a liar. Yes. And incompetent. Yeah. Uh, a neighbor heard the gunshots, rushed out of the apartment Maybe building. Maybe impotent. We know. And saw and probably has bloody stool and saw a his, blonde his man rush by. His, his pistol was his penis. Too. It was his, yeah. It was it, it was an extension of his yeah. penis. Okay, they saw a blonde man rush by, gripping a pistol in his left hand. Uh, Demasi had been struck in the neck, but the wound was not life threatening. Lamina was hit in the back and hospitalized in How serious condition. How do you get shot condition. with a forty-four in the neck and it not be life? Yeah, it's a, just a flesh wound. Well, maybe it just went through. Or maybe it was shrapnel or something. Um, she was ultimately rendered a paraplegic. Like all other victims, Damasi and Lamino had long, dark hair. Two months later, January 30th, 1977, so we're ringing in the new year here, an engaged oh, couple... Oh, at Times Square. New York? Dick Clark was in, probably there. Probably. Uh, when is Dick Clark not there? They will him out. He's, he's dead now, isn't he? I don't they think still so. Will, they still they, will him I out? Think they will, yeah, I think they wheel him out for show. I'm going to look at that while you're... Do some trick pony things. Uh, let's see. January 3rd, 1977, an engaged couple, Christine Frund and John Deal, were shot where they sit, when they sat together in a parked car. Deal survived, but Frund died of her injuries. We lost uh, Dick Clark on April 18th, 2012, almost four years ago. Yeah, that sucks for us that we didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Uh, New Year's will never be the same. It hasn't been the same, really, since Guy Lombardo Since died. Ryan Seacrest came about. Yeah. You think Ryan Seacrest gay? I don't know. It's okay if he is. No. There's nothing wrong with but that. But I think he should just come outside. He's not gay. Uh, police Have you slept with Ryan Seacrest? He's out. Police determined the shooter had used an uncommon 44 caliber she slept with Ryan Charter Seacrest. Arms Bulldog revolver in his shooting. Are you saying she slept with Ryan Seacrest? The um, earlier victims, too, had been be struck with the long range. It'd be easier to name the people she hasn't slept with than <laughs> yeah, people she there. has. The earlier victims, too, had been struck with long caliber shells, and police now suspected the shootings were all connected. A lot of wanking going on around her. Authorities yeah, also noted that the shootings targeted young women with long, dark hair and or young couples parked in cars. Yeah, women started uh, to cut their hair. I'll probably get to that. And dyed their hair blonde, I yeah. bet. Yes, they did. It yeah. was a big deal. On March 8, 1977, college student Virginia Voskirchian. Yeah, that's it. Was well, right off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Was shot by a passerby as she walked into Queens. She died instantly. Forty-four caliber shell uh, from this shooting matched the one from July 29, 1976 shooting. Um, at a press conference on March 10, 1977, police announced that the same forty-four caliber pistol had been used in several shootings. The opera- Operation Omega Task Force, eventually com- comprising of some 300 police officers, was charged with investigating the crimes under the direction of Deputy Inspector Timothy Dowd. Oh, the Dowd report. Yeah. It's the same thing. in relation to Maureen Dowd, the uh, journalist for the New York Times. Maybe. Mm. Police suspected that the killer had a vendetta against women, perhaps due to chronic rejection. The mass media had a field day with the shootings, publishing every single detail and speculation of the case. Australian publisher Rupert Murdoch. I did not know that he oh, was yeah. Australian. Yeah, he was Australian, but the New York Post. Mm-hmm. I told you, everything terrible about the world is down in Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys could down there, you could take Rupert Mur- Murdoch back. We'd, we'd be he happy married Jerry him. Hall. Did you see that? Yeah. Married yeah, Jerry but Hall. Yeah, there ain't much left of that girl no more. No, she's 108 years old, but Jesus God, he's mm-hmm. twice her age. 
Well, when you when you're marrying somebody, marrying a woman 55 years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say he left for a younger woman when she's already gotten to the I grew up in the Venus phase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Twenty-five-year-old. So Rupert Murdoch had recently purchased the the failing New York Post, and the paper offered perhaps the most sensational coverage of the crimes. Police made extensive efforts, including tracking down many yellow Volkswagen cars and trying to locate the owners of many thousands of forty-four Bulldog revolvers. Thousands of people were interviewed. The killer struck again on April 16, 1977. Alexander Esau and Valentina Serrani were both killed in the Bronx only a few blocks from the scene of the Damasi-Lamino shooting. In the street near the victims, a handwritten letter was found by a police officer. It was addressed to Captain Joe Borelli of Operation Omega. Riddled with spelling errors, much like this script... And the letter gave the shooter a new name, the Son of Sam. In full, it read... <clears throat> Chuck, you're going to read the letter for us. No, I've got it. No, oh, okay. got the letter? We got this. The colonel got some throat issues here. The devil right. decided right. to step up. Usually when we... Out. I'm just saying, usually when we do... When there's letters involved, we have you read them. Because right. he, yeah, just crazy he's very... Uh, he can do a very dramatic reading. He's sort of like... Uh, he's sort of like a thespian. He's like a thespian, yes. I am deeply hurt by your calling me a woman hater. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Actually, it's we. I don't don't remember saying that, but. A wee man hater. Oh, this is a letter. Yes, this is a letter. I'm deeply hurt. I can't do a New York accent. Okay. And please do not do that. Uh, He's a wee man hater. He's a wee, wee man hater. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, this is. A, but I am a monster. I am the son of a, Sam. He's not a man of few words. So let's yeah. get to this. I am the son of Sam. I am a little brat. I spank your ass, son. When Father Sam gets drunk, he gets mean. He beats our family. Sometimes he ties me up to the back of the house. Other times he locks me in the garage, which in hindsight was probably a great plan. It's all bullshit, though. Sam loves to drink blood. Go out and kills, commands Father Sam. Who Behind our house, some rest. Mostly Thirsty. young, raped and slaughtered, their blood drained, just bones now. Pap Sam keeps me locked in the attic, too. I can't get out, but I look out the attic window and watch the world go by. I feel like an outsider. I'm on a different wavelength than everybody else, programmed to kill. However, to stop me, you must kill me. Attention, all police. Shoot me first. Shoot to kill or else keep out of my way or you will die. <coughs> That's a threat. Papa Sam is old now. He needs some blood to preserve his youth. He has too many heart attacks. Ugh, me hoot. It you hurts, know, sonny he, boy. You know that uh, Kim Jong-il, a Korean, mm-hmm. North Korean leader, had uh, blood transfusions with younger people so he could because the thought was that he would stay young if he had young blood. Oh, yeah, he was wrong. Yeah, he died. Uh, he lived to be in his 80s. I miss my pretty princess most of all. She's resting in our lady's house, but I'll see her soon. I am the monster, Beelzebub, the chubby behemoth. That's redundant. The chubby behemoth? That's redundant. Yeah. It's pretty accurate, though. The svelte behemoth would be it was a not awkward thing. Svelte. Yeah. I love to hunt, prowling the streets, looking for fair game, tasty meat. The Weemon of Queens are prettiest of all. 
I must buy the wa- I must be the water they drink. I live for the hunt. My blood or my life, sorry. Blood for Papa. Mr. Borelli, sir, I don't want to kill anymore. No, sir. That would be spelled S U R. No more. But I must honor thy father. I I want to make love to the world. I love people. I don't belong on earth. He's a people pleaser. Yeah, Yeah, he's a people person. Return me to Yahoo's. Yeah, to the people of Queens. I love you. And I want to wish. This sounds like an Oscar acceptance speech. Uh, I I love you. Let's cue the music. Yeah, and I want to wish all of you a happy Easter. May God bless you in his life and in the next. And for now, I say goodbye and good night. Police, let me haunt you with these words. I'll be back. I'll be back. To be interpreted as bang, 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 ugh, yours in murder, Mr. Monster. To be interpreted as bang, bang. He wasn't the best writer in the world. jackass. No, he wasn't Jack the Ripper now. As a jackass. Based on the analysis of the letter. Wasn't Bill Shakespeare. No. A psychiatrist <laughs> thought oh, the shooter wanker. might have paranoid schizophrenia. You He's think? a total wanker. <laughs> yeah. uh, April 16th, he thought 1977. The, he thought the writer author might be just a tool. <laughs> uh, on April 16th, 1977, there was another shooting. Sal Lupo and Judy Placido uh, had left the Eliphas discotheque in Queens. Alphas, Alphas. That's what probably playing the Bee Gees music. They probably were playing the Bee Gees music. No, you could have played that, but you don't know. More than woman. No. Doesn't your throat hurt? The the Saturday Night Live song, the battle walk. You know walk. You can tell by the way he's. Oh, you can't tell by the way. Saturday Night Live. Time it's not Saturday Night Live. Okay, shh. You sound like somebody ran over a cat with a lawnmower. Stop. New York Times has done for men. So according yeah, to so Chris right. Summers, according to okay, Chris Summers, can I just say one no, thing? Whether the your mother or whether your brother. You're staying, staying alive. alive. Staying alive. Okay, the young couple were sitting in the car uh, when Placido said the son of Sam is really scary. The way that guy, stop it. What? The way that guy comes out of nowhere, you never know where he'll hit next. Moments later, three gunshots blasted through the car. Both were struck, but neither was injured seriously. Uh, the shooter fled, and Lupo ran to the Alphas for help. I started to cry and started the whole world laughing. Police officers, police offered composite sketches of the. I'm going to pinch you hard, like right. I know, right there. Stop. Uh, Let's see. Police, you got me in a BG's kind of. Police offered composite sketches of suspects in the shooting, based in part on the testimony of people who had witnessed or even survived the shootings. Okay. In some regards, however, the compositions were quite different, though police publicly insisted that only a single suspect was being sought. Have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? Do you know New York mining disaster 19-something? There's about ready to be a mining disaster in here. it's like on the outside? One sketch and description roughly matched Berkowitz. Uh, medium height, slightly pudgy, with hair that was short, dark, and curly. But another suspect was reported was 
reported to be quite different—a taller and slimmer man, a hippie sort. Oh my God, that's the most god awful noise. With jaw-length hair that was either light brown or dark blonde, police speculated that they might be seeking one killer who was using a wig. On May 30th, 1977, columnist. Columnist Jimmy Breslin of the New York Daily News received a handwritten letter from the shooter. Very good writer. Very good writer. A week later, after consulting with police and agreeing to withhold portions of the letter, the Daily News published the letter. Reportedly, over 1.1 million copies of that day's paper would be sold. The The letter read in part, Hello from the gutters of NYC, which are filled with dog manure, vomit, stale wine, urine, and blood. Hello from the sewers of NYC, which swallow up these delicacies when they are washed away by the sweeper trucks. You should be dancing, yeah! Dancing, yeah! Hello from the cracks of the sidewalks of NYC. And from the ants that dwell in these cracks and feed on the dried blood of dead that has settled into the cracks. I'd like to dedicate this one to the devil. The writer said that he was a fan (laughs) noting, J.B., I always wanted to tell you that I read your column daily, and I find it quite informative. Ominously, the writer added, "What what will you have for July 29th, the anniversary of the first 44 caliber shooting? Breslin urged the killer to turn himself into police. The writer ignored Breslin's suggestion and killed again on July 30th, 1977. It's only words and words are... It's BG's it's Tuesday. Well, it needs to not be because it's not Tuesday. Oh! Uh, let's see. It was near the one-year anniversary of the Never first mind. 44 Never caliber mind. shootings, and police set up a sizable dragnet focusing on the shooters' hunting grounds of Queens and the Bronx. However, the shooter struck in Brooklyn. Stacy Moskowitz and Robert Volente were both shot in the head as they sat in a parked car. You know what? Not, Moskowitz you know what, died. Can I just ask one quick question? Cannot, Moskowitz died. If I can't have you, I don't want nobody, devil. If I can't have you, oh, 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 ow. If I can't have you, ow. Uh, Moskowitz died, and although Valenti survived, he was blinded. Although no one knew it, Moskowitz and Valenti would be the final victims of the 44 caliber killer. On the evening of that shooting, Cecilia Davis, who lived near the crime scene, saw a man removing a parking ticket. I swear to Christ, I will fucking choke you. I will fucking choke you. Baby, you don't. I don't even care if you interrupt me, but God, that's horrible. You don't know what it's like. Love somebody. They love somebody. I don't know the rest. The way we love the devil. But they, ah! have you often ask, ask yourself you this seem question? Like a dying cat. No caring. How can you mend a broken heart? Are you just going through their catalog? <laughs> Jackasses. They actually had a lot of songs. Yeah, they did. All right, in the, the evening... Most of them are dead now. Yes, I know. The evening of the Moskowitz-Valente shooting, uh, Cecilia Davis, who lived near the crime scene, saw a man removing a parking ticket from his yellow Ford Galaxy, which had been parked too near a fire hydrant. Davis saw this man only for a few minutes before the shooting, and she contacted police about him. 
Authorities determined that Berkowitz had been, isu- had been issued the parking ticket. One week later, Berkowitz mailed in payment for the parking fine. Thinking Berkowitz was now an important person, the NYPD detective called Yonkers, a city 12 miles north of Manhattan, and asked the police for some help tracking him down. Mike Novotny was a sergeant at the Yonkers Police Department. According to him, the Yonkers police had their own suspicions about Berkowitz in connection with other strange crimes in Yonkers, crimes they referenced in what crimes they saw referenced in one of the Son of Sam letters. To the shock of the NYPD, they told New York City detectives that Berkowitz might just be the son of Sam. When they investigated his car parked on the street outside his apartment, police found a rifle in the back seat. They searched the vehicle and maps of the crime scenes and a letter to Sergeant Dowd of the Omega Task Force. When he emerged from the building hours later, he held, he held in his right hand a brown paper bag. Inside the bag was a forty-four caliber pistol. He was carrying a forty in his paper bag. He was, clearly. Berkowitz was arrested outside his apartment in Yonkers, New York, on August 10, 1977. You know, people people, uh, don't get to heaven too much anymore. No, they don't. His first words upon arrest would be reported to be, what took you so long? When one of the arresting officers asked Berkowitz who he was, Berkowitz replied calmly, I am the son of Sam. Police that were worried... so right. Turned out to be... Turn out to be so wrong. Police were worried that if... In cha- oh, my darling. If oh challenged darling. in court, their initial search of Berkowitz's vehicle might be ruled unconstitutional. They had no search warrant, and their justification for the search might seem flimsy. They'd searched initially based on the hunting rifle visible in the back seat, though possession of such a rifle was legal in New York and required no special permit. To the relief of police, however, Berkowitz quickly confessed to the shootings and expressed an interest in pleading guilty in exchange for receiving life imprisonment rather than facing the death penalty. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. Berkowitz no, no was, in between. was questioned for <laughs> about no 30 minutes and confessed to the son of Sam killings. During questioning, Berkowitz told a bizarre tale that seemed to demand an, insane, an insanity defense. The Sam mentioned in the first letter was one Sam Carr, a former neighbor of Berkowitz. Berkowitz claimed that Carr's dog, Harvey, was possessed by an ancient demon and that it issued commands to Berkowitz to kill. Well, Berkowitz should not have done this. If Rudy tells you to kill, well, if Rudy tells me to kill, I'm going to have to pop a cap in somebody's ass. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that story. But now, Berkowitz now. He, he 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 tried to make things right now, because uh-huh. he tried. To, he said he once tried to kill the dog, only to see his aim spoiled due to supernatural interference. Now during his sentence, Berkowitz repeatedly claimed Stacy was a whore, at a quiet though audible volume. Now yeah, it was one of the victims. Yeah, uh, he was referring to Stacy Moskowitz, who died in the final shooting. Now, his behaviors caused quite the uproar in the courtroom as it was adjourned, and uh, he was sentenced on June 12, 1978, to six life sentences in prison for the killings, making his maximum term, and this was without good time, so he might get out a little bit early. Um, oh, my God. This is taking so It's so hot in this room. My boobs are sweating. It is hot. on with it. it. I thought I smelled boob sweat in here. Jeez. Um, now, well, he words. didn't get out really, but he got 365 years. Now he and and I now this I I believe Can he get out with good behavior. He really claimed he, he, he claimed rejected, did uh, the Hall and Oates rich girl song, 
Yeah, now motivated that, the murders. I, it, it motivates me to kill. Uh, how many Holland Oates records make you want to go kill someone? Uh, well, that one and uh, she's gone. She's gone. Better learn how to take. She's gone. She's gone. Come on, Timmy, help me out here. She's gone. She's gone. Anyway, there's two. Horrible sounding. Two horrible notes. I mean, like. But Rich Girl, that that was really. He sounds like somebody's fallen in a trash compactor. But you know, Rich Girl was not about a woman. You know, it was about. You know what? It wasn't about a woman. It was about somebody screwed them over with their record deal. A rich girl? Yeah. No, it wasn't a. It was about a guy that screwed him over. Then why would they name it rich girl? I don't know. Because he wanted to call that him a bitch. That is a stupid theory. No, it's not a theory. That's what they said. It's a theory. But anyway, uh, that song would make me want to kill. It makes me want to kill every time I hear it. Go ahead, Colonel. Well, now, Berkowitz survived at least one attempt on his life by a fellow inmate while in prison. His behavior in prison early in the sentence reportedly aimed him to name David Berserkowitz. Yeah, right. a little play on the word there. Yeah, yeah. A play, it's a play on words. Inmates are so creative. Berkowitz claimed to have been a Satanist at the time of the murders and suggested he was part of a violent cult, which actually perpetrated the crimes. Now, in October 1978, Year of Our Lord. You know, Berkowitz they also made, sang Your Kiss is on My List. They did. All mm-hmm. notes. And, uh,. I can't go for that. They have a greatest hits album, and no I have do. it. No I have it, do. and I'm sure you like the song "Maneater." I blare it proudly. Mm, she a maneater, all right. Mm-hmm. Now, no, it sounds like you are a maneater. Berkowitz mailed a book about witchcraft and other occult subjects. To you a maneater? Police. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, when he hits the back of your throat, isn't it, Colonel? <laughs> I would not know, just Timmy, feels, but just you, feels. you seem kind of familiar with that. Well, it was Bruce, so it was okay. It was Bruce. Yeah, it don't make me gay. <laughs> so. Suck one dick. <laughs> one time. Now, anyway, could we get back into the subject I here? don't know. You people have worked with me for the last 45 do, minutes. What, so how's that process work? He points you out, and some of his people come and give you a pass. They they give you a little wristband. Uh-huh. So you can get, get back. Yeah, picture so you of a, get back. A picture yeah. of a wiener on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. They have blowjob. <laughs> yeah. Yellow for blowjob. Yeah. Reach around. Yeah. Renee got to reach around. Brace up. Um, anyway. Private eyes. The watching you. I know. I have all of these. In October 1978, Berkowitz mailed a book about witchcraft and other occult subjects to the police in North Dakota. Is it a book he wrote or just a book he found at the prison library? And why would you send First it to North Dakota? There's only North like Dakota three people clearly in is North where it Dakota. Needs to go. Yeah. He'd underlined several passages, in, uh, including the phrase, Arliss Perry hunted. Stockton slain. Followed I said by John Oates got screwed. It should have been John Oates and Daryl Hall. No, 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 no. You think they went alphabetical? How oh, they decided? That? I think Oates was the talentless one in the bunch. Was he really? Yeah. What's your opinion on that, Randy? You listen to him. Well, Daryl Hall was the face. He was yeah. the. Fate. That's why he went first. He had all that hair. He also John wrote the Oates songs. had the little mustache and the in the perm. Yeah, he looked like he. Oh, yeah. So it was Oates. It was John Oates tell. with the perm. Okay. It was hard to tell which side he was on, which team he was. Because he for. never said anything. He just yeah. sat he back there playing the guitar. 
<laughs> yeah. He was sort of like uh, an underrated instrument, by the way. Yeah, well, it is. What's the what's the uh, the the uh, who are the magicians? Penn Teller. Yeah, he's sort of he's like Teller. Yeah, yeah, like Harpo. Um, in in prison, somebody tried to in nineteen seventy nine. Somebody tried to cut Berkowitz. Somebody actually did cut his throat. Yes. Um, he suggested the act was directed by a cult he once belonged to. Berkowitz reportedly invited. Made him want to cut a bit. A former priest and exorcist Malachi. They're always named Malachi. They're always named Malachi. Martin to visit him discuss his uh, power of Christ compels you. Yeah. Yeah. Sony Berkowitz says that uh, he did not act alone in the killings. He said that it was part of an occult group with sacrificed animals to Satan, which ran a child pornography racket. There was a lot going on there. He threw there was a lot of moving parts in that one. Yeah, but they opened they they, they opened reopened the investigation. Yeah, well, what's so funny is you know he's the one. He's the guy. He's the guy that knows all this. This coming from the person who said I took orders from my neighbor's dog. This but is the guy that we listened to. Apparently, a couple of the guys that he named had had some, you know, some run-ins with the law, and they did have a father whose name was Sam. But Berkowitz finally became a born-again Christian and said that his obsession with pornography played a major role in these murders. Fucking pornography. He had a parole hearing in, in 2004, mm-hmm. and he, said, he wrote to George Pataki... The governor of New York. The governor and said that he wanted to cancel the hearing. He said, I can give you no good reason why I should even be considered. Um, and Which is funny because that's what the devil could have said for the job she, she has. But there, they hired well, there's her no anyway. reason he would want out. He's been in there so long you wouldn't know any better. Well, that's true. Um, he was denied a second parole in 2004. Um, now, the board said that Berkowitz had a good record, but, uh, you know, he was kind of brutal. And well, his yeah, were bad. he's doing, I mean, you know. But here's the big thing that came out of the Son of Sam. Yeah. You had the Son of Sam laws. Right. The movie. Yeah. No, the Son the, of Sam uh, laws. That was saying uh, the movie was a big thing that came out of yeah, it. Yeah, that was First right, of uh, these laws were enacted um, about publishers offering Berkowitz large sums of money for a story. The new law... Quickly named for Berkowitz, authorized the state to seize all money earned from such a deal from a criminal for five years with the intentions used to seize the money to compensate the victims. Um, The Supreme Court declared the law unconstitutional in 1991. Decades after his success, Son of Sam remains widely recognized as a notorious serial killer. And it evolves, evokes a distinct time in New York City history. There was disco, night fever, night fever. No. <laughs> and there was the... I want to put on my, 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 my boogie shoes. Why does everybody sing in that Just same god-awful tone? And I want to put on my, 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 my also, boogie it shoes. It does remind me, when I, see, when I hear him, I think of those when they had those rolling brownouts and those... Yeah, well, they had a blackout. It was hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in July, I think, of 1977, and that was the year when he, he was, I think it was like 13 months that he was, these killings occurred over 13 months. And, uh, you know, part of that time was during the blackouts. I think a blackout in 19, it was 1976 or 77. Now, here's a touching human element to this. I uh, doubt it. Niza Moskowitz. She had not forgiven, not even hidden her bitterness toward mother Berkowitz. of Stacy yeah, Moskowitz. One of the victims. She wrote Moskowitz a letter right before her death, saying, "I forgive you." 
She wrote in Berkowitz, you mean? She wrote Berkowitz, Berkowitz yeah. yeah. Otherwise, she's forgiven herself. Huh? Yeah, she And dead. then she died. That was her last time. Oh, and then she died, yeah. but he's still alive. She he's said, alive. I forgive you. She put it in the paper. She walked down to the mailbox. Uh, as soon as she put the letter, she took three steps away from the mailbox, had a massive stroke, died. That's not even what clean. happened. No, but she well, did, it could have happened. It, like short, that. it was shortly before she died if she forgave him. Well, um, now since entering prison, he's become a member of the. And I never understood this religious group, Jews for Jesus. Well, he believes that Jesus was the Messiah. He ta- he talks about it in this two-hour interview I had to watch on Sunday while well, you guys were doing Lord knows what, masturbating or whatever you're doing. On what Sunday. time? What time we talking about Sunday? Hmm? What time, what time are we talking about? Matter? Doesn't well, matter, really. Well, I mean, between five and seven, I was. Yeah. Well, anyway, when you were doing whatever you you do, mm-hmm. I was researching a story. I read a whole documentary on the bloody benders. Well, that's next time. Anyway, Moskowitz. I watch it on you YouTube. You read a documentary. I watch it on YouTube. Okay. Now, Moskowitz is not Moskowitz. Well, you could have had never attended one of his parole it. hearings. Um, he was rejected again in 2014. This case will be reviewed again in 2016. So this year. Yeah. Yeah. This year. yeah. But he, he says so he, might he, says he doesn't want to be considered for parole. He says he knows he'll, <laughs> he'll never get out because of his crimes being so infamous and brutal. And uh, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to get out. But, you know. He should room with Chuck Manson. And apparently he does, like, a lot of, you know, peer counseling and stuff. So, I mean, he's... Can you imagine? Yeah, my peer counselor yeah. is David Berkowitz. Yeah. He's yeah. so helpful. Well, the son of Sam, or as we call him, uh, you know, master son of Sam. Well, yeah, he's not a very likable guy. Okay, Brandy. Uh, he teaches yoga in prison. Any hot yoga. Hot yoga. yoga. Yeah. I, mean, I imagine it's on Rikers Island. It's probably always hot in July. Yeah, I would think so. Brandy. What? Any final thoughts on David Richard Berkowitz, the son of Sam? No, but the two of you are asshats for not letting me get through my stuff and singing Bee Gees stuff in the wrong All right, notes. Colonel, take us out with a little night fever. Don't do it. Oh, oh night fever, night fever. Where do people find us, you Brandy? You have to do it. Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> Join us on History Dweebs, the podcast page on Facebook and on History Dweebs on Facebook. And uh, join us on Twitter at History Dweebs One. And we got a YouTube channel. We do. Is there stuff on it? No, there's not. And then you are Rudy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Colonel, take us out with a little. I started a joke. I started a joke. We'll see you next time. Say on History Dweebs. He started to choke. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Say goodbye, Colonel. Good day, people. Bye, everyone. See you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 